Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? Coach Leaves here bringing you episode eight of Coach Talk. Uh, today is Wednesday, day three of the practice week for us. Uh, we play Saturday during the day against Bergen Catholic this week. So we're kind of afforded uh, an extra day. Usually we play Fridays. Um, so today is, is, is a really important, you know, get right, uh, last day of install day. And, and, and again, really important for us to bring energy and compete. I always think that leading up to, to big games against great opponents and especially big rivalry games like this, uh, it, just the competitiveness in practice is what really carries over more than anything else come game day. And, and I could be wrong about that. It's just, that's just really my gut feeling that when you get a team who, you know, you're going to make mistakes at times as far as like technical stuff. But when you get a team that's willing to go and compete their butt off all week during practice, it shows you how much they want to win, win the game. So, you know, I think we've, we've been good thus far this week and we got to find a way to be even better, compete even harder, stay even more locked in. And the topic for the day uh, for coach talk is, is kind of similar to that. It's, it's something I addressed a little bit yesterday. Uh, it's poise and and self-talk, the way you're talking to yourself. And it's really like the crux of everything I preach as a coach to my players. But it's something that's really hard to address often uh, you know, through the sideline hustle. Because it's hard to make a teach tape video about poise or the way you're talking to yourself. So I think a, a goal of mine going forward is really to use coach talk and use this forum as an opportunity to talk about poise, talk about self-talk. And, uh, you know, the, the first time I was really introduced to this was from Anthony Campanelli, who's the defensive coordinator up at Boston College. You've heard me talk about him before. Uh, he is he was the wide receivers coach at Rutgers. I was his GA there for a year and, and really one of the most influential guys uh, in my entire life. Uh, just as far as a human, he, he's such a great football coach, uh, such an unbelievable coach, unbelievable person, unbelievable motivator. And he would talk all the time. Uh, a quote I always remember him saying is that in in these moments that are perceived as high stress, in in the fourth quarter of a football game when everything's chaotic, the most sought after characteristic is not you know athletic ability or speed or jumping ability, it's poise and cool headedness, because that allows you to execute your job and maximize your athletic talents. That if you're if you can keep a calm mind and block out the distractions and stay just as focused on first down as you are on fourth down, that precedes any ability you have to go make a physical play. And he always used to talk to his receivers that when they would make a mistake in practice, he wouldn't yell at them. He would say, how are you talking to yourself? You know, what were you talking to yourself about before this play? And I would say it's probably the most valuable lesson I've learned as a coach 
And and I think that uh, players who aren't in my position group, uh, you know, like defensive players or other other position groups, you know, I think they kind of look at me funny during practice because I'll go up to my players, but you know, make sure you're talking to yourself about this on this play. You know, I'm always trying to coach, you know, the mental process. And I think that it's something that needs to be practiced just as much as running a route. Uh, your 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 practice, your, sorry, your process of hearing the play in the huddle, breaking the huddle, getting to your position quickly. Uh, getting your eyes on the defense, talking to yourself about what is the coverage triangle, what is my route, what is my job, how is the coverage triangle going to change my route, uh, you, you know, all those things. I think that's a process that needs to be mastered, just like learning how to run a curl route, which is a tight break on your third inside step, right? So, so I think all I think that that the mental part of it is just as important, and like Coach Campanelli always says, like that that precedes any ability you have to run a great route or, or, or make a great play. You got to be talking to yourself the right way, understand what's in front of you, and really really practice that. And to me, poise starts with with preparation. You know, like I think you can have you can be confident and you can have a calm mind when you know you're prepared, when you know you've put in the work, when you know you you've done everything you can to get ready for this moment. And and that's why practice is so important. That's why the off season is so important. And, and, you know, I mean, I just think that, that that's the key is first prepare yourself and then master the way you're talking to yourself. And there's something I have in my receiver manual that I give to the kids. Uh, it's, it's the two wolves story. And it, it's it's cool because it's really been impactful. I know they they talk about it a lot up at Wesleyan now, even though I'm gone as, as an entire team. It's something the D-line coach up there kind of carried forward with them. And it, basically the, the short of it is it goes like this. Uh, you know, it's, it's a story of, a, of an old Cherokee uh, Indian talking to his grandson about life and he says a fight is going on inside me he says to the boy uh, it's, it's a terrible fight and it's between two wolves one is evil he is anger envy sorrow regret greed arrogance self-pity guilt resentment inferiority lies false pride superiority and ego he continued the other wolf inside of me he is joy peace love hope serenity humility kindness benevolence empathy generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you. That fight is going on inside every other person too. And the grandson paused for a moment and, and thought about it, and he asked the grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. And it's just such a powerful story to me because it just paints such a clear picture of how important our attitude is and how much that can affect everything else in our life. And all we've all felt all those negative emotions. We've all felt all those positive emotions. In the long run of our lifespan of a year, of a month, of any long-term period, the one that is going to win is the one that you feed. And it's kind of what I was talking about yesterday, telling yourself, I can do this, I can do this, I can be great, I can be great. Like Just reinforcing positive messages and blocking out the negative is something that can be so, so, so powerful. And it's something that you have to train every single day. And and something Anthony Campanelli always used to say that I say to my players now, that the reason I push you so hard in practice and the reason why the summer conditioning program has to be so hard is because all we are fighting for, all we are training for is the ability to think clearly in those chaotic moments. Is I'm going to make practice more stressful than a game so that you are trained in your ability to think clearly during high stress situations. I'm going to make you feel terrible about yourself at times so that you are trained to overcome a drop pass. So you're trained to overcome a mental mistake and still perform and still execute for your team. Those aren't things that just happen by accident. 
Those aren't things that, that just click once the lights are on because it's game day and it's time to go. You have to practice those all the time. And it's why I believe accountability is so important and being honest with your kids is so important and being hard on them when you need to be hard on them is so important. And, and it, it's just such an interesting, it's such an interesting concept to me, uh, the concept of poise and how, how you train that and just the concept of, of your attitude. And you have to be relentless of controlling your attitude every single day. Uh, if you're not, you know, it's like any other muscle, like, you know, the attitude and discipline is a muscle. And anytime that anytime that you do not relentlessly control that or try to train that, it's going to slip up the same way that if you don't squat, your legs are going to get weaker. If you don't bench, you know, you're not your upper body strength is going to get weaker and you have to train your attitude and your self-talk just as much as you train everything else. And I, I just really am, am fascinated by that concept. And, it, and it's probably the biggest key to me, you know, in my, in my entire coaching process is, is coaching poise and coaching self-talk because I don't think there's, there's anything really more important. Uh, there's something I tweeted the other day and it was similar to this. Every time we push ourselves to the brink of giving in, but we talk ourselves through the struggle and refuse to quit, we gain control of our thoughts and raise the ceiling of our own capabilities. So like my job as a coach is to push you to the brink and make you consider quitting. Whether it's in that drill, whether it's quitting altogether, like I'm going to push you so hard in this drill that you're looking, you can't wait for the time where, where we can tap out. You can't wait for the final whistle where the drill is over. And I'm going to see that in you and make you go one more rep and make you go two more reps. And every time you don't quit, every time you step up to the plate once again, you're training yourself to become a man that refuses to give in. Every little moment you refuse to give in, you're training yourself to never allow yourself to give in where giving in is not an option. And then when it is third and one and we need one yard to win the game, you're going to go get that yard because you've trained it. And it's a mentality that's been instilled in you every single day in practice, in the offseason, no matter what. And and just the, it all comes from attitude. All those things are mental and all those things are things we can control. But all those things, I think, are undercoached because there's no objective uh, there's no objective like definition of success in that way. How do you tell if a kid has a good attitude or if he's talking himself the right way? It's not like, hey, he ran a good route and you have a catch uh, that you can see clearly. It's something that's a little uncertain, a little unclear, but you have to work on it every day. As players, there's nothing more important. As coaches, uh, there, there's nothing you should be preaching more than attitude and self-talk and motivation. And I think that that's what makes a great coach. A lot of people can draw plays, but you know those who can motivate their players are the, are the ones that really end up making a difference. Um, so that's it for today. thought this was a really cool topic considering it's rivalry week for us. Um, episode 8 of Coach Talk. I will see you guys tomorrow. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight at the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.